Yo, today's QOD is stop doing all the buying and sell something. Here we go. The Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Thanks so much for tuning into our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset. We've got Dr. George Fraser back on the show. And today the doctor is going to reveal something that is so important because most of us only have one. He's going to talk about the seven streams of income that everybody needs. How many do you have? Dr. Fraser's coming up. Let's begin this. What is the number one stream of income for most black people? And that would be earned income. And that's income from working on a job. That's really most black people, right? So most black people would qualify under that category. The second is what I call profit income. Income from buying or selling something. In America, two things are happening. Somebody's buying and somebody's selling. Right now, we are the consumption class. They are the production class. They make stuff. We buy stuff. We don't sell. In fact, most Black people don't even like selling. I don't know if you remember George Sabira. He was, he was an old school brother. He wrote the first book in Black America on why Black people hate selling and why they shouldn't hate selling. An incredible book. Um, go on Amazon. This, he's the first brother. We had him to speak at some of our early SuccessNet events back in the 80s. And he talked about selling, why we need to embrace selling. So. I'm asking our people, and I've been asking them for at least a decade, stop doing all the buying and do some selling. If you bake cookies, put them in a box and sell it to somebody. If you live on a farm, take the manure, put it in a bag, put your name on it. You can become an entrepreneur, okay, and sell the damn thing to somebody. You can sell anything in America. This is America. You can sell bags of shit and call it fertilizer. There is no excuse. Stop doing all the buying and sell something, brothers and sisters. I don't care if it's insurance. I don't care if it's uh, uh, homes. I, it, there's a, a, whatever. Sell something. Sell something. So profit income from buying or selling something. That's the second stream of income. The third is what I call interest income, and that's income from lending money. Now, that's a little provocative, but if you have the wherewithal to lend money and to earn interest, by the way, <laughs> which is how much of America makes its money, right? The financial system, 
How does it make its money? It makes its money from interest income, right? So if you have the wherewithal to do that legitimately, we're not talking gangster stuff here, right? That's a powerful way to earn money. The third stream of in a fourth stream of income would be dividend income. Income from owning stocks, bonds, mutual funds. There've been all kinds of studies on how black people uh, on, a, on a per capita basis uh, are the, make the, uh, have the lowest investment in stocks, which is, stocks is really ownership. Right. And, and Warren Buffett taught us if you drink Coca-Cola, why wouldn't you own it? Then you can own some of it. If you're spending two hundred dollars on Nikes, why wouldn't you spend two hundred dollars on Nike stock? And let's see what's worth more 20 years from now. Right. So dividend income from owning stock. And that's a huge part of my own portfolio. The next is rental income. Now, I'm going to say this with humility, but I believe that I was a pioneer in this rental income, income from renting property, renting homes. I made my first million dollars in the early 70s, right after I got married by buying eight, two and three family homes in an old Polish neighborhood in Cleveland, Ohio, as black people began to move in that neighborhood called the Buckeye neighborhood, right? Polish people, the Slavics who were in it, got frightened and began to leave. I caught wind of that. And I bought their homes because they were all living together. They were living in two and three family homes, right? I bought the first one for pennies on a dollar. $13,000. A pristine two-family home. Pristine, because they took care of their stuff. The word got out to their neighbors, which was really much of them were their families. And I ended up buying eight homes in a row. This is in the 70s, all of them for under $15,000. And one of them, two of them with three families. Um, I accelerated the depreciation, which brought my earned income uh, tax obligation to near zero. Uh, I, I, I didn't flip them. I kept them. And I turned them into Section 8 housing, which that, you know, the government was paying the highest rent per square foot. I turned it all into section eight, but I was extraordinarily selective about the section eight brothers and sisters I put into it. Right. And I promised them if they took care of the property, if they so desired, when I decided to sell, I would sell it to them. Well, they loved me for that. Wow. 13 years later, I flipped those houses for 15 times what I paid for them. 
not including the tax write-offs, the accelerated depreciation, right? The rent payments to them. They loved me. I made a fortune. And that began my path down the power and importance of rental income. Mm. So wow. any brother and sister out there, I, I it was, was maybe the smartest thing I did. So that was in the 70s when no one was talking about flipping houses. Now, there were certainly some brothers and sisters who owned rental property, but not, they did not have a strategy. They did not have a plan. They did not have a system. I developed a plan and a system, and it was African-centered. I had my own little village. The brothers and sisters who were Section 8 took care of the property they, like they owned it because they were going to own it. So rental income, it is a beautiful and powerful thing. That's number five. Number six is capital gains. Capital gains income, purchasing assets that increase in value. If you owned a Land Rover and you still have a landlord, you're stupid. You are purchasing something that declines in value the moment you drive it out of the store. You're paying rent. So we are buying cars and renting homes. We got it ass backwards. So capital gains, assets that are increasing in value. And the final one, the seventh one, is royalty income. Income from others using your idea. So that could be a book every six months from McGraw-Hill and from William Morrow, I receive a royalty check. And remember, Success Runs in Our Race was written 25 years ago. It is a modern-day classic. You can go on Amazon right now and purchase it. 25 years later, 8,000 copies sell a year. 25 years later, I get a royalty from that. Hmm. The same thing with Click, 10 Truths for Building Extraordinary Relationships. Right? So you want royalty income. So I get a royalty income from... Right, uh, from writing. People get royalty incomes from music. So what kind of creative gift that you have that you can produce that can provide, in a sense, residual income to you over an extended period of time? Wow. Those are the seven streams of income. Let's say it again. Earned income, income from working on a job. Profit income, income from buying and selling. Interest income, income from lending money. Dividend income, income from owning stock. Rental income, income from renting a house. Capital gains income, assets that increase in value. And royalty income, income from others using your idea. How many of those, brothers and sisters who are listening, how many of those seven do you have currently? And what is your goal, right, to get two or three more before you die? 
That was Dr. George Fraser wrapping up the week on a Finance Friday. His website is powernetworkingconference.com. And you can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called Seven Streams of Income. Every person must have Dr. George Fraser. All right, my friend, thanks so much for tuning in this week. I will see you on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. I am out. Peace. Thank you.